Rad podcast. Rad is both who I am, Rachel A. Dawson, and what I'm here to do, share what I'm reading for R, an action step for A, and a discussion for D. This is episode 20. Let's talk about reading. I have to admit, I have not really been reading that much lately. It's been a pretty busy few weeks in my life. I'm also moving to a new apartment this weekend, so most of my things are in boxes, and my books were one of the first things I packed up. As I was packing, I started thinking about the books I own, why I've bought them, why I've kept the ones I have, and how I organize my books. So today, I am going to share all of that with you. When it comes to buying books, I have a few different filters and factors at play. I actually rarely buy full-priced fiction books, as I rarely reread them or really need to keep them. I'll often pick up fiction books at library book sales, used bookstores, or on discounted sites like Thrift Books or Book Outlet. Speaking of, I have discount links for both of those that I'll link in the show notes if you're interested. It's pretty rare that I'll buy a brand new fiction book, especially a hardcover one. Why are they so expensive? Mostly, I'll just get my fiction from the library. When it comes to nonfiction, I am much more likely to purchase books because I am a huge highlighter or underliner or note taker as I read. I do keep nonfiction books that impact me or that I know I'll want to reference later or look back on, so I like owning and keeping them. My bookshelves are separated by books I've read and books I haven't read yet, and there are many more unread books on my shelves than the ones I've read and kept. Mostly the ones I've kept are nonfiction, with a handful of fiction reads and some true favorites scattered in there too. I keep the books I've read alphabetized by author's last name, although I have dabbled in the whole arranging them by color thing at times, and even the slightly controversial turning them totally backwards. For my unread books, I have one bookshelf for nonfiction books and one for fiction, and I keep those tipped on their sides instead of standing up like normal. This just makes sense to my brain and helps me keep it all straight. I really miss all my books now that they are boxed up, and I am excited to get my little library set up in my new apartment. I will definitely share pictures when it's settled. It is truly one of my favorite things to check out other people's bookshelves when I visit their homes, and I would love to hear your ways of organizing your books. Shoot me a DM and let me know what you do. This week, the action and the discussion are kind of connected, so let's dive in. I did something brand new this week. I launched a shop on my website. It honestly wasn't something I'd really planned on or strategized about for a while. It was more of a whim, but it has been a blast and I am excited about it. It started just a few weeks ago when I had a leadership retreat day at work and we were given large moleskin journals with our church's sticker on the cover. It was a black notebook with a lot of empty space and I decided one day to paint on mine. It was so much fun to do that I started painting on my New Testament scripture journals as well to start practicing some ideas. I posted a photo of the finished journal on my Instagram and asked if anyone might be interested in buying one. And now, here we are. Every journal I've listed on my shop so far has already been sold, which is crazy. <laughs> it's totally blown me away. I have loved having this new project to do in the evenings that doesn't involve me staring at a screen or being online although it has meant I'm not really reading as much, 
But it has been really fun to get messy and play with paint and just see what happens on each new journal. The action step I would challenge you with is this. Try something new, something creative, something fun that gets your hands dirty, lets you play, and sparks some joy in your life. Maybe think back to the arts and crafts you enjoyed as a kid and pick it back up again. Did you like coloring, finger painting, drawing with sidewalk chalk, making comics, writing stories, splatter painting, that thing from Princess Diaries where they fill the water balloons up with paint on this massive canvas and throw darts at them to make them explode? Okay, I'm jealous if that's a thing you've done before, but hey, maybe that's a thing that you or I could try next. Doesn't it sound so fun? Anyway, try something new. Try something fun. Maybe it will turn into a new little side gig, or maybe nobody will ever see it. Either way, it's worth doing. Here's where I'm going to pivot to the discussion. When I showed some friends the finished journals I'd worked on, they repeatedly commented that I was an artist. My instant reaction was, Psh, deny it, scoff, brush it off. But by the third or fourth time, I started realizing maybe I was an artist and that was an identity that I could embrace and own. After all, I was making art, so isn't that what makes an artist? It was interesting to talk about this in counseling this week and unpack some of the associations I didn't really realize I was carrying around the word artist. I boiled it down to a few things. Training, talent, and technique. Those were things that I had linked in my mind to what it meant to be a quote-unquote true artist. They were people who had real training, whether a degree or evening classes or some sort of formal introduction to their craft, or they had devoted enough time to their work over the years that they had trained themselves. I thought true artists had this innate talent and this unique gifting. I thought true artists knew the real techniques, the shading and the blending and the dimension and all of that. As I said this out loud, I started to realize how ridiculous it sounded. You don't need a degree to be an artist. You don't need to have formal training. You don't need to inv have invested 10,000 hours first. You don't need to be completely unique. You don't have to know all the right techniques. Artists are people who make art. I am an artist. If you make art, you're an artist. Maybe that's not a label or an identity that you struggle to own, but I bet there's something in your life that feels too daunting or like too much of a stretch or just too hard to believe it could be true for you. Maybe you struggle to believe you're a writer, even though you fill pages in your journal with words and have stories to tell. Maybe you struggle to believe you're a leader, even though you have vision and good ideas and people look to you for guidance. Whatever it is, I encourage you to unpack your associations with the word or the label or the identity and see if you can start to embrace and believe and own those things to be true for you, too. Okay, that's it for episode 20, friends. Short and sweet. Thank you for listening in. I hope you're enjoying listening to these episodes as much as I enjoy creating them. You can subscribe to the Rad Podcast in your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to leave a rating and review, I would be so thankful. I'm not going to promise another episode next week on time as I am moving this weekend. And I'm sure it'll take a little time for me to get settled and figure out a new place to record now that I won't have a big enough closet to squeeze into. 
My closet right now is not big, but it is big enough for me to fit myself into. <laughs> I'll have to post a photo of the setup I've been working with since this podcast started. It's kind of hilarious, honestly. Before you leave, here is a benediction of sorts. These are one of my favorite parts to write and share. May you come to believe what is true about you. May you step into the bigness and the beauty of the dreams and plans and callings in your life with confidence and with assurance that you too can be the artist or the leader or the writer or the you that you were created to be. May you shine the light into the world that is uniquely yours and may you never hide it or blow it out. May you find the courage to do a new thing, to play again, to chase what sparks your joy. May it be worth it every second. You are dearly loved and I am thankful you are here. If you're looking for me online, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel A. Dawson and my bookstagram is at All The Rad Reads. I'm actually on TikTok now too at All The Rad Reads as well. For everything else, find me at racheladawson.com. The music and mix for this episode were created by my talented brother, Drew Dawson. You can find out more about his work on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Dawson Music underscore. Thanks for listening and stay rad, friends.